0: It's Thursday, February 6th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. The impeachment trial of Donald Trump is now over. The Senate has voted to acquit the president on both articles of impeachment. The votes were along party lines, with only Senator Mitt Romney voting guilty on abusive power charges. After many senators voiced concern and made clear they did not condone the actions of the president they ultimately decided that Trump did nothing wrong and that voters should decide if they want to vote him out of office. Daniel Lippman, White House reporter at Politico, joins us for how it all played out. Next, the district attorney in Orange County, California, has decided to drop charges against a Newport Beach surgeon and his girlfriend, who were accused of drugging and sexually assaulting several women. It was a case that gained international attention for all the salacious details. A well-off, good-looking couple who liked to party, who were in the swinging scene, were drugging and assaulting women and recording it on video. At the time the allegations came out, authorities said there could have been 1,000 victims. Corbin Carson, reporter for KFI News in Orange County, joins us for how the case fell apart and why charges are being dropped. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in.
1: The historic meaning of the words high crimes and misdemeanors the writings of the founders and my own reasoned judgment convinced me that a president can indeed commit acts against the public trust that are so egregious that while they are not statutory crimes, they would demand removal from office.
0: Joining us now is Daniel Littman, White House reporter at Politico. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. Thanks for having me. The impeachment trial of President Donald Trump is now over. The Senate took a vote earlier on the two articles of impeachment Abuse of power, he was acquitted there in a vote of fifty-two not guilty, forty-eight guilty. And Article Two, obstruction of Congress, he was acquitted there also with a vote of fifty-three voting not guilty and forty-seven voting guilty. Daniel, tell us what happened with uh, how these votes played out.
1: Well, they were largely uh, expected. It wasn't a ton of drama since President Trump has really had a kind of a lock on his GOP base, and that translates to senators in Washington, where even if you're retiring people like Lamar Alexander, you don't want to get crosswise with the president because if he is reelected this November, that hurts your future earning power. It makes it much harder for you to kind of be accepted as a member of the club in Washington. And so there was a lot of social pressure on these senators to not flip. And so Mitt Romney was the only Republican who flipped. Uh, and you know, that kind of speaks to his role in the party uh, in that he's kind of an iconoclast and he sticks to his principles as he sees them. But that also means that he's getting some blowback from the RNC and from others who are unhappy that he supported Democrats here.
0: Right. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Mitt Romney was the Republican nominee for president, he was the leader of the party. And he's always been at odds with the president. But he said that there was no question that the president asked a foreign power to investigate his political foe. And for that reason, that's why he voted guilty on the first article, the abuse of power. He, he voted not guilty on the obstruction of Congress. You know, this whole thing played out over about five months from very beginning to end. But really, this was the quickest impeachment ever to go through the whole process. And uh, the only the third time in history that this has happened. This is also a big testament to Mitch McConnell for being uh, the president's most important ally in this. He said he was going to be in lockstep with the White House attorneys the whole time. He was whipping up the, the Senate members to vote to acquit him. So Mitch McConnell, uh, a big ally in this whole thing.
1: Even after the acquittal, he filed his, filed a, another vote to get a, a conservative judge confirmed. And so he is going back to business uh, as he sees it for the president and the Republican Party. Democrats are crying foul saying that they weren't given witnesses and evidence in the Senate trial, uh, and that this makes it kind of an illegitimate acquittal since there wasn't a real trial in their view. And so we'll have to see if that's persuasive with the American people. The American people, actually, if you look at uh, polls, they uh, wanted witnesses, they wanted evidence, and, and a majority of them not a ton. It's kind of split among if you support the president or not. A majority of them wanted him removed from office. And so there were Republican senators were kind of bucking public opinion here.
0: Yeah. And, and that was one of the big lines about uh, letting the, the voters decide. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, senators took over the weekend in the past few days to go on record saying, you know, the president wasn't perfect in his call. We didn't agree with the way he did it. Some even said, hey, they went as far as like the Democrats really did make their case. But it's not right for us to remove the president. Wait till, you know, uh, just a few months before an election. Let the voters decide. Let the voters vote him out. And that was really the line that a lot of people took.
1: Yeah, they were pretty consistent uh, with that. But that also kind of assumes that Trump won't do this again. There's Concerns that he might repeat this pattern of behavior. Remember, he asked Russia to get those emails from Hillary, and then he asked Ukraine to ask investigation. So who knows what he might ask in the next, before this election? But I think there's a lot of people who are wondering about the integrity of our election and whether this makes it a bad precedent, given that he could get away with this type of behavior that even Mitt Romney, who used to be the Republican standard bearer, found appalling in his words.
0: And while the impeachment and all this is kind of over for now, it's really not over. Democrats have signaled that they're still going to be conducting investigations into the president. Uh, I think it was Jerry Nadler said that they still want to get some stuff out of John Bolton. That book, if it ever sees light of day, is going to come out next month. The the book by John Bolton, where he said that the president specifically said to hold up, you know, help him with holding up the aid until Ukraine comes to the table with some investigations. So there's still going to be a lot of details kind of leaking out. But, uh, you know, obviously, for now, the, the president acquitted on, on these two articles of impeachment.
1: Yeah. And so that, you know, it's a big victory for him. He's going to take a you know major victory lap in the next day and week and month. But, you know, you don't want to uh, be seen as ignoring issues of the public. So he's not going to have he has to make sure he doesn't oversell that since most Americans are concerned about, you know, is he improving my daily life? And so I think this is, we'll always remember this acquittal vote, but, you know, Senator Mitch McConnell, he has proven to be a, a loyal ally. Um, but it was not a trial that was very bipartisan. Remember, during the Clinton impeachment, they voted on the rules 100 to 0. So, All senators agreed on the kinds of the rules for the trial. And this one was uh, much more split uh, from Republicans to Democrats.
0: Daniel Lippman, White House reporter at Politico. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Dr. Grant Robichaux, the handsome bachelor who appeared on a Bravo dating show.
2: My name is Sarissa Riley. And his
0: girlfriend, Sarissa Riley, used their good looks, say prosecutors, to lure victims, drugging and sexually assaulting them in Newport Beach, preying on upwards of a thousand women. Joining us now is Corbin Carson, reporter for KFI News in Orange County, California. Thanks for joining us, Corbin.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: We have an update to a story that started in 2018. The Orange County District Attorney on Tuesday announced that he's going to drop all charges against a Newport Beach doctor and his girlfriend who were accused of drugging and sexually assaulting several women. This is Grant Robichaux and Sarissa Riley. When this started in 2018, it kind of reached international levels. You know, it was a picture of a young, really good-looking doctor, his girlfriend also very good-looking, and the story was just so crazy. They said there was evidence, videos and photos of them interacting with women, drugging them, all sorts of stuff. And it just quickly became a huge story. But now we're finding out that the charges are going to be dropped. Corbin, what is going on with the story?
3: Well, like you said, this was a crazy situation that really took a worldwide approach. But the biggest thing to remember here is the majority of this case plays out in 2018, an election year. This was the election between former Orange County D.A. Tony Rakakis and the current D.A., Todd Spitzer. So Orange County D.A. Todd Spitzer spent about an hour yesterday or Tuesday going through his decision to drop the charges. And the rough timeline is this. The first claims by two women have been brought in 2016, but police in Newport Beach dropped those cases Due to insufficient evidence Then in January of 2018 A search warrant was filed by Robichaux Of Robichaux's house Which turned up money, drugs, sex drugs Like GHP and things like that And thousands of digital videos and photos Then in September 2018, two months before the election and months after the search warrant, former DA Rikakis announces charges against Robichaud and Riley of drugging and raping women. This is where it gets crazy. A week later, Rakakis holds a press conference where the statements are first made that there could be up to a thousand sex assault victims and thousands of videos showing women being assaulted. Now, I was at this press conference and here in this first clip, you can hear Rakakis explaining how How many videos there are there are
1: several videos where the women in the videos appear to be highly intoxicated beyond the ability to consent or resist and they're barely responsive to the defendant's sexual advances based on this evidence we believe that there might be many unidentified victims out there
3: And here's the reporter
1: confirming a thousand
2: women. You don't know how many victims. How many videos do you have of different uh, victims? Many. Dozens? Hundreds? Hundreds.
0: Hundreds.
1: More than a thousand? I think so.
0: (laughs) It just sounds like he's just going along with whatever the reporter was implying at that point.
3: But here's the thing. I ran out of there. This is a crazy story at the time. And then while it was not quite sounding like he's saying a thousand or if it's going along with it, I was like, before I lead (laughs) with the news saying a thousand women have been raped by two people in Newport Beach, I ran back into the news conference and I tracked down one of the staff members and I say, did he just say that there were thousands of videos showing maybe a thousand women being raped? And the answer was yes. And one of wow. the crazy things about this, Spitzer played out in this long press conference, is that he talks about how this just grew all the way worldwide in every headline from print to radio to TV. And he played one of these clips to show kind of how this was played out and it dramatized in the second clip you'll hear from NBC World. Here's an idea of what it sounded like.
0: Dr. Grant Robichaux, the handsome bachelor who appeared on a Bravo dating show.
2: My name is Sarissa Riley and and his
0: girlfriend, Sarissa Riley, used their good looks, say prosecutors, to lure victims, drugging and sexually assaulting them in Newport Beach, preying on upwards of a thousand women.
1: It's important to understand that rapists can look like anyone. They can be anyone.
0: They can be either gender. Based on videos found on their cell phones, prosecutors believe there could be a thousand victims. And
3: And that's the important part. Yeah, that's what
0: what was playing out everywhere. It had all the elements, the salacious details, the good looking couple in Mm -hmm. Newport Beach, a a very affluent part of Orange County. I mean, it just had everything that uh, all the tabloids and everybody really wanted to hear, you know, and it just kind of exploded from there. So then how did we get to this point now where charges are being dropped? Uh, Apparently... Todd Spitzer, the Orange County District Attorney, is saying that some of this video evidence doesn't show all these women. It doesn't show these women in states of inebriation.
3: And that's the key. He said that that worldwide attention was the reason that they got hundreds of calls into the office. And then as a result, five more women came forward. He says some of those women have admitted to just supporting the other women because they're thinking there's a thousand women out here. But it ends up making seven charges against these two at some time there were kidnapping charges added and at one point sarissa riley and grant Robichaud are facing life in prison we're talking 90 years because these charges are so severe and then spitzer says at first he thought it was all about publicity and that the case was being pumped because of publicity and he said after he went to the ag and he said look i have a conflict of interest i can't do this case The AG comes back and says, yes, you were elected by the voters to represent the people on this case. Do your best. Scripture says that made him feel good and it makes him feel better about promoting this case. He gets a team together, he says, of veteran sexual assault prosecutors. They spend three months going through thousands of videos, pictures, text messages, social media posts, all the interviews and witnesses again. And if you would play the fourth now clip, you can see that this is him talking about what they found.
2: The people have the burden of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant did not actually and reasonably believe the woman was capable of consenting. If the people have not met that burden, you must find the defendant not guilty. These lawyers, 175 years of trial experience, we were unanimous that there's insufficient evidence to prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt. We can't even prove that Riley and Robichaux engaged in any criminal sexual activity
3: plus that they couldn't find one video or photo of an unconscious woman being sexually assaulted and that was after we were told thousands
0: right now this couple grant robichaud and sarissa riley they were known in the community like in the swinger community they were part of that they did party hard obviously there Mm -hmm. was drugs and stuff found in their home So what happens to these women that have made these accusations now? Uh, I mean, if the charges are dropped here, where does that go? Because there were moments where uh, there was a story where there were screams coming out of Grant Robichaux's home and the police showed up. They kind of found a woman. She was inebriated. She didn't know what was going on. And they basically just said, there's no criminality here. We're leaving. And, you know, they try to calm the neighbors down with the whole thing. So they are part of this scene, though, at least. Right.
3: Actually, yeah. And, it, and I remember that story. Also, there was two women. They both came in there and they're talking to these women time after time and they can't remember what's going on. But as you said, the cops just said this was some sort of private sex act. I'm using uh, air quotes. You can't see. But this was some sort of private sex act that went on. And look this couple had all the trappings of what you would think would go with the claims that were going with it. You know, because of the case you had there, you have these women coming forward, you have this lifestyle that they're living of promiscuity, but this is about being proven. And and one of the things is, that spitzer did not use the word innocent what he said is he could not find any evidence of this so he said he's going to meet with all of these women first but at some point he's going to ask the judge to dismiss these charges and you know it's an interesting situation on both sides because on one hand you have these women you have the seven that came forward in all 18 women that came forward some of those couldn't file because of the statute of limitations but again these are women that have real claims and this isn't about being guilt or innocence this was about being able to prove the case a and b government misconduct claims that were out about how this case could be tried fairly after so much inaccurate public attention.
0: So the question now is, is there any fault on the part of the former DA, Tony Rakakis? Obviously, maybe we had some details. We're finding out this case can't be prosecuted anymore. That's one thing. But is Todd Spitzer, the current DA, alleging that they just made this stuff up?
3: No. And so we also asked, will he file... Charges or go after the former DA, and he said no. I mean, he said it wouldn't be ethical for him to do that. I'm now adding my part of it. These are two guys that had no love lost during the election. They were slinging a lot of money against each other. He says there are other state bodies, including the state bar, that are, are capable of tracking this down. All the evidence is there. But I will tell you, one interesting thing is during this criminal case, there was a Jane Doe number five filed a civil suit, which is. Usually unheard of is what Spitzer said. Normally, you wait till after the criminal proceedings, you file your civil suit in. Now, what this does is it allowed the defense to depose former D.A. Tony Rakakis and some of his staff members. And you got to take a listen. This is in the third clip. You got to take a listen to where Spitzer breaks down from the transcripts. Exactly the conversation of the lawyers asking former D.A. Tony Rukakis his thought process as he was filing charges in this case.
2: Mr. Rakakis gets asked these questions. Did you see this case of a thousand victims, a good looking doctor, a good looking girlfriend as being a potential publicity vehicle for you? I certainly expected to get a lot of publicity. Yes. Did you think that the publicity may be helpful in your campaign? Yes. And that was the thought. You wanted to help your campaign. I assume you wanted to get reelected. Yes. And you saw this case with the accoutrements as potentially being a very good vehicle. Is that fair to say? Yes. Those questions are not crazy leading. There's opportunity to explain, deny. No denial. Straight up under oath admissions.
0: Wow, that's pretty amazing right there.
3: Yeah. And then Oscar, I got to tell you, before we leave, it is only fair to let us hear from Mr. Rakakis. He has put out a statement. He's denied the allegations. And again, I've talked to him before in this. What, you know, we had the transcripts maybe a couple of months ago and did a story on it. This is just all that we've done several stories on this. I've been following it since it first happened. So a lot of this has come out and it's just all coming together now with the dismissal. But again, yeah, Rakakis put out a statement after these charges were dropped. And he says he denies those allegations. He says the charges were not brought lightly. The original charges against Grant Robichaud and Serena. Chris O'Reilly, he says his heart goes out to the women who have the courage to come forward with their complaints. He said he believes their complaints and based on the evidence he had at the time before leaving office.
0: Corbin Carson, reporter for KFI News in Orange County. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This episode of The Daily Dive was produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive.